I don't I don't think I could have went to Woodstock. I either. couldn't have went to no Woodstock. I couldn't have went to. Be please, you ever went to a uh, crazy festival like Woodstock or any not, concerts? Not, not like that. I, my boy went and he definitely said it was the most disgusting. He went to Woodstock or Freaknik? The Woodstock '99. He said it was definitely the most disgusting three days, nasty three days of his life. He said it was terrible. Yeah. So it was absolutely. Did he Did he see Corn perform? He did. He saw all of them perform. So when I asked him, so when I saw the documentary, and then I remember I'm like, oh, he went. So then I had like a million questions for him. Like, <laughs> like what? What'd you do in this part of the Because then I knew everything that went on. I'm like, what did you do during this? And he, he said he almost got hit in the, in the head by a piss bottle, like a jug of piss that came flying. I and his swear. boy like swatted it at the last second. He said it would have killed him if it hit him in the head. They threw him I out. swear to God. I don't know what I'd do. I don't know what I'd do. A bottle of, if I got hit in the head with a bottle of piss, <laughs> John, I... Listen, we. I, can I see mean, somebody's got to die after that. I could. I could like, see. You know where it came from. If That's me and Krishan went to Woodstock, hundred thousand people there. And <laughs> somebody hit him. He'd be like, "John, it's time to go. I'm. We're leaving." <laughs> Just get in the car to drive back. And mind you, I would be the one to drive, and he'd tell me, "We're leaving. We're leaving. <laughs> We're right now. We're going. We're down. done." Listen, actually, well, Krishan, we got to go through like 90,000 people. I don't care. <laughs> that last day of the festival, that though they left, they were like, "Yeah, we're hot." Dehydrated. We haven't drank water in two days. That's Bad. a lot of it, right there. How the hell do you? I get the price, you know, the water bottle, which twelve dollars and ninety nine is completely ridiculous that's, for a bottle of water. That was that's, like pre-inflation. That's 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 Guardian Stadium Pepsi prices. That's right how much now water costs. That's how much water costs now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The beer I got it. Uh, that's actually that's more than the beer I got at Chappelle. How much you pay for the beer at Chappelle? That was ten dollars for that beer. They were charging more for water. And 99 at Woodstock than beer at a Dave Chappelle concert. But look at the promoters. Like, every time they asked the promoter, like, what do you think of what's going on? He was yeah. like, the kids are having a great time. Yeah, everything's fine. Everything's Someone fine. I'm like, nah, it. kids are getting <laughs> trench mouths. Someone died. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, women are being like, groped on and touched yep. on, like, all type of well, wild shit. And everything, dehydration, all that. Then, and, then, and then, like, James Brown, he was like, I'm not going on until y'all pay me my yeah. back end. <laughs> <laughs> James Brown was like, look, Y'all know my price. They were like, give it up for James Brown. And he was just like, I ain't get my money yet. <laughs> and he like was just that. standing back there waiting. And then he told the promoter guy, all right, I'm about to go out there. He was like, you son of a bitch. You had me waiting. <laughs> go ahead and give me my money first. Yeah. But yo, Krishan, man, episode 59. We back. Say what you mean, we back. Hope y'all been doing well. Fresh off our episode 58. It's been a long with week. With Miss Heidi Farber. The impressive. Who's in the studio right now. She's working on some cool shit. Heidi, what you working on back there? She got her headphones in. She got bro. her headphones on. It's okay. We're just shouting you out on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but she's back there working. But we got my man, Brian Campbell, a.k.a. B. Cleasy in the house. What's, what's up, up, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? How you I'm do- glad like, you finally got through interviewing all the rest of Canton before you got to my episode. So I appreciate you finally <laughs> making time for me the to entire come in city. and talk. We can't talk it. about Canton until we have you on the show. Like, we always talk about Cam, but I always talk about the earlier days of when, like, um, I started this podcast and, like, when I would uh, be in other cities and... I would always be geeked when I would see somebody outside of Canton. Yeah. I would meet them. <laughs> so, like, when we, we we were first started tweeting and interacting with each other, I was like, man, this dude knows everything about Canton. Like, you were showing me facts about things I didn't even know. <laughs> so, um, it's kind of funny. I know it's early in the episode, but I'm glad we're starting this way. I'd like to ask my guests, uh, what side of Canton they're from? What, what, you, what side you repping, B. Cleasy? Man, you know what it is, Southwest. Well, for sure. Boy. So I was okay. right off of uh, Route 30 on 21st Street off Gambrandis Avenue. So when Ooh. you get off where Ashton Oil is and everything, my dad mm-hmm. worked at Ashton Oil for like 40 years. So we lived right there on 21st Street, which is kind of crazy because 
just my little street, 21st Street, was Canton South, actually. Okay. So I ended up going to Canton South. But on the other side of Gambrannis, at the end of my street, was Canton City Schools. And at the, the opposite end of my street across was Navarre, which was Perry Schools. So just my little tiny street so you was Canton South. So could have went to Perry? Could have went to Perry. Could have went to Canton City. Canton South. So I ended up... Just my little street was Kansas South. So what Kansas year did you graduate? Ninety two. Ninety two. I'm old. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you ain't old. Man. Yeah, I'm old. I was so worried about that. You came in here with the Kobe's on. You got the drip <laughs> on, man. The maid shirt. No, I had to wear something. You know, I couldn't come in here with some whack ass shoes on because I know you two would clown me. So <laughs> make sure I was keeping correct. Because that's no, for sure you would have. <laughs> no, you know, it's funny because like. When I first met him, I had never met you before, nah. you know, outside. And then he goes, the infamous. And I'm like, the infamous. And he was, you were, you, you brought up the pictures that I myself forgot about, ladies and gentlemen. That's what people say about Krishan, uh, that are friends with me. They'll be like, oh, that's the guy from your videos or the pumpkin picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that picture until I Brian for, brought I it up. Literally did, about he did not picture. forget. I really wish he would have wore the shirt. It's eternally burning my brain. I did want to get it made up into like a t-shirt and wear it. Like, One day. Just on a... Like you gotta like make that transfer. some. You gotta make my that boy, some. Say what you mean, merch. One of my Krishan. boys actually. I would buy uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> that around. The one city. of my boys actually. Uh, shout out Jared, uh, another filmmaker in Canton. He um, he he sent me a picture. He was like, "Dude, this is my home screen," and it was a picture, like one of that's the amazing. pictures. And I'm like, "Bro, are you serious? That's that's love, man." <laughs> when we do our Halloween episodes in October, you might just use that as the cover uh, and just put no, every game. no, <laughs> no one. No. Ep- yeah, one episode. I'll give you a one, cover. I'm on one episode. That's it. But we're not doing it for the whole month. I'll give you yeah, one cover. Nah, but uh, Brian, I want to ask you this, man. Um, you say you graduated in 92. Everyone has their own experience of Canton, but what was Canton like for you growing up? Yeah, it's kind of wild because um, I'm back in the days like Millette Mall and, uh, wow. you know, yeah, like going down. And uh, I, I, it's funny because I, I kind of reminisce a lot. And I actually joined a group on Facebook, this Millette Mall like uh, a memories Millette. group. Like we need yeah, a Canton Center Mall stuff. group. Yeah, they, they, it's probably on there. You we know, I just kind of stumbled on that. But I'm joining. Um, <laughs> You know, being being here and um, that's like one of my fun because I lived right over because Millette was like right by my house. Yeah. You just take Raff Road down mm-hmm. and you'd be at the mall. So that was like my mall, you know, going in there and everything, going to play uh, video games and we you know, Nickelodeon. 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 Yeah. So, Real can culture right yeah. there, Nickelodeon. And then if you remember, like there was a spot uh, when I was, man, I was probably like five or six years old at Myers Lake. It was a video game place. Shout out to anybody that's listening to this podcast that remembers The Wizard, which is a video game uh, place that was at Myers Lake. Was it in the plaza? Yeah, it was in the plaza. It was called The Wizard. Was and my it, grandpa used to take me over there. No shit. Yeah, so it's, it was kind of like competing against Nickelodeon. It was actually called Hucky Fins is what it was originally called. Then wow. it turned into Nickelodeon. So that's how old about I am. This. Um, so Montgomery Wards, like watching the, watching the Woody Woodpecker cartoon machine inside of Montgomery Wards. Like all that stuff, man. All that stuff kind of comes back in my brain War- from back in the day. I literally remember the sign for that now. It had that neon, like, mm-hmm. it, it, it looked like a, I don't know, like a no vacancy sign almost. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. but I'm old enough that you used to be able to stay downtown here for Hall of Fame, like overnight, and mm-hmm. they would just party all night long the night before the parade. Word. Yeah. So we used to bring our camper down. My mom and dad had a camper. And I remember we'd like be in the camper. And my mom and dad would be like, oh, we'll be back in a little bit. And they would like go out and go well, drink and party. Yeah. And then they'd come back <laughs> and then we'd be right there for the prayed in the morning but then it got too crazy and then they shut all that down so you can't <laughs> up and down Cleveland like it, Avenue. imagine like first Friday like all night long like on the Friday night before the parade that's like what it was I remember them times today I remember but I remember us being in high school and then we being like yo you want to go walk up to the parade and it'd be kind of
kind of cool yeah. seeing all your friends and stuff. But as time progresses and, you know, people yeah. put their phones up when they see people fighting instead of trying to help them, yeah. it ain't really the smartest time to do that. Nah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I miss stuff like that, but it's cool for you because I'm kind of envious of you a little bit because it's like everybody always talks about, oh, the 90s were so great and this and the third. But it's like we were kids. I didn't get to like, I would have loved to have kind of been my age now or, you know, maybe a little bit younger in the 90s and actually be able to experience all that stuff and, you know, cheap gas and everything, you know, stuff like <laughs> yeah, what that. What was the prices of gas? Like, like, man, like 92 cents. high school, it was like, I don't think it was even a dollar a gallon. Oh, that was my like 80-some cents a gallon, I yeah, think, like, like 88, 89. Like, if those prices were now, yeah, we'd be balling. Like my, my yes. grandparents <laughs> yeah. used to, for real, just gasp the car and they, oh, y'all want to go for a ride? We would just ride around. You mm-hmm. can't do that now. No. I used to do it back in a... Like 2010, I could still get away with it around there. I would just take you my little drive. around now. You need somewhere to go. <laughs> I put another ticket to work and back. Usually, is what I do for the week. I don't. I don't go anywhere for that reason. So being sure. in Canton now, like uh, driving around and seeing mm-hmm. where the city, some of the changes that are being made. What do you see like a difference? Like how does it feel coming back now from when you grew up with Millet Mall and Canton Center and yeah. all these great things that we even talk about on the phone and tweet yeah. about? Um, do you remember the uh, Canton Crocodiles? I don't remember the Canton Or the Crocodiles. Gator. Or, we had a baseball. I remember the Canton Invaders, the Inva- soccer team. <laughs> no, 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 There was a Canton Crocodiles. Oh, bro, there was a major league soccer team here called the Canton Invaders. You don't, you don't know anything about that? Hell oh, no. They have the illest logo of all time. Of all time. I have to show it to you after the Canton show. Canton Invaders? The Canton Invaders. Kia. See, I'm, there's some people going to listen to this podcast and be laughing their ass off right now. Kia and uh, oh, what was the other guy's age, name? John. I forget his name. But Kia was like the heartthrob of the team. And like, this is like probably 87, 88, 89 mm-hmm. in that ballpark. So they were part of like a big, um, I forget what it's called, the NIA, maybe the NISL, I believe it was, the National Indoor Soccer League. Okay. So indoor soccer was like a big thing back in like the late 80s. And we ended up getting a team here. And they played over the Civic Center. Like they had like a, like this uh, like alien ship that would come out, like it looked like a soccer ball. Mm-hmm. And then dude would like, run out like the invader guy would run out of the soccer ball and like smoke would be going and everything so man hell no we gotta find that shit on YouTube Ken had a professional soccer team correct I thought you know about the I thought you know about the crocodiles I remember the Canton crocodiles no you you gotta look up the Canton invaders and look up Kia my guy Kia I did not know this we need to get him on the podcast (laughs) damn Kia if you're listening yeah come on Canton invaders yeah come on the podcast but look yeah look at Canton invaders up there's gonna be a couple people listening to this and be like I remember Canton invaders so that's what's up so did you play any sports growing up Baseball. Baseball. A little bit of basketball, but I suck. But yeah, okay. I played baseball four years of high school. You was getting so. dunked on in Kansas South, man. Yeah, it was terrible. Like my sophomore year, they're like, nah, bro, you're 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 done. We were nice enough to you freshman, sophomore year, junior year, you're you're out. So school John's um, son is better than him too. So. <laughs> Shut the I do know that. He Yo. did he did not get his pops hops, that's for sure. Nah, yeah. it's all you right. remember that about my pops Come too. On, man, I watched your dad I watched your dad at the uh CYC over by uh, uh, Myers Lake over there mm-hmm. at the um, the All Star game. I forget what it was. The um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was. I think it might have been the CYC All Star game actually for All Star County. Mm-hmm. This cat just comes in the gym, like does like three stretches and just throws down his dunk, and I just almost got him walked out. It was so so nasty. I love just hearing stories on my dad. <laughs> yeah, you, man. man. Look, your dad was a baller. You need to have Mel Lindsay on this podcast. I would love to have Mel, Mel Lindsay will have you in tears talking about your pops. So. Damn. Because um, he, he, he saw him all the time. But yeah, I remember going to that CYC All-Star game and your dad just threw down. Like, literally just got in the lineup line for like two seconds and just mashed. And I was just like, this guy. Like, it was wild, so. And you got none of that. 
Damn. Man. Zero. I got the music from my mom. <laughs> it's cool, man. And hopefully it passes to my son because Amir's at that age where he's like, That's he, cool. he's really into basketball and soccer. Does he, does he play soccer too? Yeah, yeah. He likes soccer and baseball, but uh, he's playing basketball. And he's like, I got Kyrie handles. I'm like, man, I hope you get them hops like my dad. Because it's like every time I, and it makes me feel honored inside because I'll be walking in my mail route and somebody will yeah. see me and they'll be like, hey, man, who, who, you look like this guy I know. And I'm like, oh, shit. I know where this is going. I'm like, what's his name? John Johnson, Green Knight. That's my dad. Oh, my God. He ducked on Eric Snow. Oh, my God. I remember when that happened. You look just like him. You yeah. walk just like him. Then they say, your legs. I'm like, that's because I walk 13 miles a yeah. day. So that's why my legs look like that's that. But tree I can't kickers. Jump yeah, man. <laughs> what was your first job in the city? Ooh, man. My first job? Um, my mom worked at Abbott Electric. And um, so I would go on the weekends and clean like the vans and stuff like that, like wash the vans and the mm -hmm. trucks and everything on the weekends. So that was my first job. Um, it was cool though, because I was just there by myself. So I just, it was getting ready to drive or I just, just started driving. I think it was before I actually got my license. Because I remember like driving the vans around the parking lot and whatnot. And I mm -hmm. thought it was like, I was cool. Thought like, was the van. Because I, like, <laughs> I hadn't started like driving yet. So, but no, that was my first job in the city. Um, I worked at uh, Bally. Remember Bally Scandinavian? No. I was like a janitor there, like on the weekends. Like, really? That was the worst job ever. People were so nasty. <laughs> they always have blood oh, everywhere. Oh, Bally's like, the, the workhouse spot? Bally, you said? Yeah, you know where the, um, uh, what's that Italian place up there in the corner of uh, Dressler? And, uh, I know where you're talking about. That big building yes. that they bought that used yeah. to be Bally Scandinavian. That was and you the worked there? Spot. Yeah, I worked ah. out there on the weekend. I didn't work out there. I worked there on the weekend. So. It was <laughs> nasty. It was Ugh. gross. You have to Man. tell us what that's like. I'm sure that's a horror movie. Yeah, it was. It was bad. That's why. Yeah, I, some of the houses I go into, man, I, I'm, I'm like this close to like making a little. I forget who told. Oh yeah, Heidi actually got me up to it, like making a private snap, and just like because <laughs> I kind of want to make like a little, a little show. You know what I mean? About, about, what, about these, what you see, about some of the stuff I see, because people do not believe me. Yeah. Like until like I show them like on the off chance I took a video if I got a chance to and they're like oh my god like I got three or four I have yet to show you but I know you get squeamish squeamish I do because I don't even like seeing the sight of blood yeah so I mean there's just some places where it's like why am I bringing this new three thousand dollar couch into here how I'm nasty saying, we talking though about this place you worked at it was just just people in the locker room just would just leave stuff everywhere. And like I said, they would like cut themselves shaving. There'd be like blood all over the counter. And, they shaved at the gym? Bro, people used to come in there and that was like their bathroom. Yeah. Like they would, mm. I think they would get like a membership just to come in to have like a place to stay and a place to stay. I remember this one guy, he had like a, like a camper he lived in. And I think he just got a membership there so he could come in to shower and everything. But he lived out of like a camper, like, cause he would oh, always be in the parking damn. lot. And it was kind of weird. It was just like, it was crazy, but like, you know, toilets and everything, like people were just nasty, man. Mm -hmm. So it was just, it was gross, especially as a kid, like, Right. And I'd show up there and there'd be no gloves like for the week. And I'm like, I need some gloves. <laughs> clean without gloves on? Like crazy. I remember working at Yeah, Twitch. it was it was pretty wild, but um Yeah. yeah. Where did you say you worked at, Christian? No, I said I remember working at Toys R Us and one time, like a kid, like, you know. Get nasty at Toys R Us? Oh, kids. Bro, a kid yeah. shit in, like, oh. a cart. <laughs> so somebody gets on the walkie, which if any of my Toys R TRU family is listening, um, if y'all were working at night, y'all remember Miss Gina and Miss uh, came in clutch and took care of it. Um, but, yeah, like, I get a call on the walkie, like, kid made a mess in the thing. I go up there and I see it. And I'm like, I look to all the moms in there. I'm like, man, it's so crazy. That one of y'all got to be the one to do this because you guys do this shit on the regular. Because I wasn't. 
I, I there's certain things I can't do. So yeah, like, this is Toys R Us. We worked at Goodwill. Exactly. Yeah, when we worked at Goodwill, you remember I never did my janitor bathroom duty. I always never. Called it and off. I used oh, to hate it because I'd be like, "Bro, clean the bathrooms." And he'd be like, "All right." He oh, never yeah. would do it. Community <laughs> service guy. Oh, like, here you go. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Yeah, they think I know somebody over there. Go ahead. Yeah, we over eating cookies. We comfortable here at the Hub Art Factor, who was one of our sponsors. For the podcast, so I'd like to shout, shout that out. out. Hub. Good look on that, man. We are looking at you now, Insomnia Cookies. Uh, <laughs> right. So if you want to donate some cookies and Get pay us to say, you know, so I love, I love chocolate chip cookies, man. I'm only eating the second one of these because I really want to get to that Wendy's. Uh, you want? I'm in the mood for salmon tonight, so I'm gonna make some salmon. Bougie. You got flex. Oh, yeah. don't talk about no bougie. He was like, yeah, I, I drove here in the Tesla, no hands on the way. <laughs> True, you did. Yeah, he yeah. did for like 15 Not minutes. Today. <laughs> Not today. Flex the Tesla on me. Nah, but Brian, one of our connections also, man, is something that we both love, which is um, hip hop. Absolutely. So I want to ask you this question. Uh, you say you graduated in 92. Yeah. And I'm jealous as well as Krishan because you got to witness like hip hop like you were 18 yeah. like witnessing like the beauty summer vacation of this shit. like <laughs> soundtrack what was your summer vacation yeah, soundtrack man, let's, talk, let's talk hip hop for a little couple minutes cuz i'm 92 can Not, yeah. free um, in the streets listen man it, what, what was 87 you cent gas yeah <laughs> back in the day um good times one, one of my one of my fondest memories is always uh before cuz back in 91 we went to state in basketball and like I don't know, um, some of the people on the podcast remember like Rob Johnson and those guys uh, played for Canton South, and uh, we were always like in the locker room um, and uh, playing music and you know Rob bass. It takes two. You know, all that stuff was all that stuff was like and that was freshly fresh dropped, day. freshly dropped. Yeah. So Ooh. and then a little bit later, like I remember Mel playing uh, um, BBD Boot City remix uh, album in the locker room um stuff like that we we were at this is crazy we were at uh oh god i'm gonna get this wrong and mel's gonna be mad at me um minerva actually they had these twins that played there and we came out and they were they came out and started playing music like before we were like doing warm-ups and stuff and it was bobby brown but it like it was different like what is it, it was the bobby brown dance you know it remix Minerva was playing Minerva that? was playing before oh, we shit. even heard it. And I'm like, <laughs> how did they get this before we got this? So it was kind of wild. I remember you can't we even door dash out that motherfucker. Yeah, and he had the Bobby Brown Dance You Know It remix tape at the time because it was like, you know, damn near pre-CDs and everything. So, um, What was your no. go-to song? Like, What was your, what was your um, jams? Because we talk hip-hop all the time. Well, you, it, it's Jodeci. Oh, he that's, loved my, that's my favorite group of all time. Fun Jodeci. fact, Brian, if, if, if Brian Campbell, if we call him John B over here because you got so <laughs> much soul, man. Because like out of all the people I talk to, it's not because you white. It's because like when it comes to R and B. Like out of all the people on my phone, I think me and you talk about R and B the most. Like I, you don't just send me I, rap records; I you send me R and B. Like I'm, I know you know so much. I I'm can like, sing Yo. lyrics to, to damn near. Majority of late '80s, early '90s, any R&B song album, I pretty much know the lyrics. So, did you gravitate to R&B more? Like, you just loved I it? I did because I just thought, you know, they get girls and whatnot. Like, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, you know what it is. Uh, but no, when Jodeci dropped "Forever My Lady," that was that was like my go-to. Like, that was it for real, for real. Yeah, that was like theme song. To, even to this day, 
Like, so when you was picking shorties up in the whip, you yeah, playing. playing for, I mean, and not just playing like the, you know, you got to play like you and I and stuff like that. Like you got to play the the backside hits yeah. on it and everything. So um, Brian even had the fast tracks together. on there, which kind of suck, but they were still fire. But you what's know, what's your favorite Jodeci album? Um, Diary of a Mad Bear. Yeah, that's a classic. But um, Love You for Life is probably one of my favorite songs. Actually, ooh, love that song. So. Yeah, you catch me at karaoke. I'm, I'm, I'm your guy at karaoke for sure. If they, as long as they got some type of older, you know, late eighties, early nineties. You ever gotten the music? You ever dipped into it or tried to? Like, whether it be nah, DJing? No, nah, I never had. Um, I used to like, I was in choir and stuff when I was little all the time. My mom always wanted me to be in, so I remember doing a, a like a little. Uh, it's me and like two other people. I can't remember who it was. We did like a skit, like the PTO meeting, like when I was in grade school, like mm-hmm. where we came out and sang like four or five different songs. We had like different outfits we changed into in front of like all the parents, like all the kids. It was kind of like when you said that, but... I thought you were talking about you going to leaders at a new school. No. It's just another case of that old PTA. That's what I thought you were talking about. And another reason uh, me and you gravitate also is because like I've always had like people in my life, you know, who are kind of like mentors in a way. You know what I'm saying? And uh do you want to tell them how we first met each other? Because Twitter kind of is the reason why me and you are Correct. like best friends. So but that story goes further back, though. So it does. You, you want me to, you, we got time for me to Let's hit the little backstory first? Okay, so check this out. Oh, we got time. We got time. Okay. But um, we have to shout out our sponsors really quick. For sure. So uh, Sponsor time. Yeah, we got to shout out our sponsors real quick before we do Do I have to do, do my that. own sponsor? Like, do I have to shout them out or you, you, you no, do I'm it for me? It. Okay. You, you want to do it? Can, can, I, can I just make some? I do want to say uh, RIP. Um, my boy Leroy Jeter um, passed Much uh, this year. Much love to man. Yeah, he he. Um, uh, it was tough, man. That was that was that was a hard one to. He was a good dude. Kind of come grips with for and, sure. Um, I, I just want to shout him out because I miss him a lot, and uh, I wish he was here. I would I would actually brought him with me today. Hell like, yeah, he, he would have been, been a great additional uh, speaker to to speak on some of the can stuff. So, Rest but, in peace, yeah. Leroy, man. Condolences to you, man. Condolences, yeah. bro. Yeah. Um. So listen, first sponsor. Melissa Arline. Hi, Melissa. We got to shout out Melissa again. If you want to win some cash, weekly drawings, or some giveaways, $500, go to www.melissaarline.itworks.com. Take the quiz at the bottom of the page and enter for a drawing to win some weekly giveaways. Itworks.com. It's in the name. Mm-hmm. M-E-L-I-S-S-A-A-R-L-I-N-E dot itworks.com. Dot com. And then we also have to shout out our second sponsor, my boy here got us some XLR cables, man. Shout out, Brian. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't want to donate my time to someone else, though. Go ahead. Let yeah. him know. So you're going to shout it out to my man Aaron Dukes over at uh, Pristine, Steam Wash. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do that. Aaron Dukes. Thank you, Aaron. Aaron's that guy. I like Aaron, man. That's a hardworking, good dude. Shout out, yeah, Aaron. Shout out to Aaron, man. And them shoes is clean. Fire. Them shoes is clean. <laughs> shout right. out to our, our sponsor. Let me see if I'm forgetting anybody else. Let's see. Yeah. Shout out to Hub. We, we did shout out to her. We got sponsors now, baby. Yeah, Sometimes we got to you know show, I mean? man. It feels good. You <laughs> Sometimes know you forget stuff. You know, we and I got to you, bro. I appreciate you, oh, you for helping us out. You know what I'm saying? You know what it is. This cookie is fucking fire. You Dude, I'm so Insomnia, if you're listening, if anybody knows anybody at Insomnia or any local businesses that have food that want to sponsor our podcast, please reach out to us, man. We're growing as a podcast. Uh, we just want to help get our name out there. But we know networking and helping out other businesses is helping us as well. So we want to shout those people out. And um, before we go into our break, Brian, where can they follow you at, man? Any social medias they can check you out at? At B. Cleasy. B. 
Be Cleasy. B-C-L-E-E-Z-Y, a.k.a. Be Sleazy, a.k.a. Chins, a.k.a. <laughs> <laughs> a.k.a. White Bougie Bonton. White Bougie Bonton. A.k.a. Don't forget my Kobe's. Yeah, man. Right. Don't forget the Kobe's. Kobe's Can't stop in a building. That's what's up, What man. about you, Seaweeds? Uh, you can just find me right now on Instagram at Krishan White. Uh, we growing. You know, we, we, we appreciate all the love on yeah, there. Yeah, man. And I want to shout out my social media, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, at Jean P the MC. That is J-E-A-N-P. T-H-E-M-C. Now, this episode, we're going to talk some hip-hop, and then Brian's going to give us some good financial tips, man. Maybe a little mental health stuff, too. Yeah, a little bit of mental health, all that, man. We're going to talk about mental health, some finance, hip-hop. Um, episode you keep like, money in your pocket yeah, and your man, thoughts in check. We need that because um, Brian was one of the first people that brought like credit to my attention to make it take it serious. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's something that a lot of people are dealing with in um, the world or in the country. You know, how to get it going or just right. how to maintain finances. You know what I'm saying? There's sure. some people who are good with money and there's some people who are not. I think we're all learning, even if you have money, how to maintain finances with things going up and down. It's just important to have some tips on how to maintain that. So, uh, Brian, are you going to stick around with us for a minute, man? Yes, sir. Krishan, you going to well, stick around? I ain't got no choice. You got <laughs> if, I, if I was going to leave, I would have been at Wendy's already. Right. Man. You really want that for What do you get at Wendy's? I just, seriously, I don't know why, but I really want a big bacon classic right now. I've been craving it since last oh, night. That sounds good. And then, like, they were closed. And then all day I kept telling myself, oh, I'll get it before I come here. And then it was, like, 2.40, and you said 2.45, and you like to be, oh, where are you at? Yeah, I'm, so, I'm punctual, man. Yeah, but, I mean, but you weren't today though, which is what kind of messed me up. <laughs> the day I was trying to be, listen, I'm gonna get my salmon after this podcast is over. So we're gonna take our break, and we'll be right back. Episode 59 with B Cleasy yep. Finance for Dummies. That's me. I definitely need this episode. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. We'll, get, we'll get you straight. I need this episode. Right, so right. we're gonna take a break, y'all. This is John Peter MC episode 59. Say what you mean, peace. 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 Uh, say what you mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the 330. Oh, where them boys don't play. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the 330. Oh. Where them boys don't play From the northwest to the northeast Say my name once and they know it's me Southeast to the southwest No arguments, yeah, I got next Jean P One, two Yo, 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 what up, what up? Jean P, the MC, Say What You Mean Podcast Episode 59, Seaweeds in the Building My man B. Cleasy in the house, what up, man? I can't call it Listen, finance for dummies Y'all ready for this? Hip-hop stories and mental health you know what I'm saying? Um, Brian is a great storyteller. And Brian, like, uh, how we met is, like, it's really dope how we, we connected with one another. So, Brian, you want to tell this story, how we connected, man? Yeah, and I'll give the, the backstory to how we... Let's do there's, it. there's a backstory to the story, yeah. which is kind of wild. So, um, because, because of where we live, um, back in the day, it was really hard to get new hip-hop music around because there really wasn't any, like, record stores, stuff like that. There was, like, what was that spot up in Akron? I forget where it was up there. Like... Um, it was right off the exit there. I know what ah, you're talking about. Drop me, drop me nuts. Anyway, that was like one of the closest places you could get like different types of, and I was into like a lot of the backpack type stuff, you know? So I used to be on a website called hiphopsite.com all the time. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you guys remember that. Mm -hmm. It was at, they were out of Las Vegas, I believe is where they sold everything out of. So every week they had an update on all the new music was out. So the one week it was like right before I was getting ready to go see Mel, um, 
I think was that was that the Super Bowl? I think it was the Super Bowl. Yeah, and because um, Mel worked for uh, EA Sports at the time, so we were going to go out. I was going to go out meet him out there man, and go man. go to the Super Bowl and stuff. So EA? that's a whole other story. Yeah. But anyway, um, I was on the website. The new music popped up, and it was basically it was Quest Love on there saying he's the president of this group's fan club. And it was Little Brother. LB. And I had never heard of Little Brother in my Love life and anything like that. So I'm like, well, if Quest is, you know, co-signing them, then it's got to be good, right? So I blindly ordered it because you couldn't preview the music or anything. You just let it, literally had to order it. When it showed up, you got the CD, you put it in. The crazy thing was it came with like um, like this poster. And then it was they had a, a sample version of like a, a vinyl 45 of their song Atari 2600, which was never released. But I got, it's like a one of 150. That's an underground classic yeah. right there, man. So they so, made it worth it with that. You yeah, can't so you got merch with it. Yeah. Like they, mm-hmm. they would send you like little promo items when you ordered the stuff. So what album, what Little Brother album are we talking about? The Listening. The Ooh. first, yeah. So this is the first Little Brother. So I saw Questlove say he was listening. president of the fan club. I'm like, this is OK Player Days, all that other stuff. So um, I get the album. I put it in. Instantly fell in love. And this is like right before I was going to meet Mel out in mm-hmm. California. So he picks me up from the airport. I get in the car and I could not remember who he was playing. He had something in the CD thing. I literally hit eject. I didn't say nothing to him. He's like, what's up? What's up? You know, we get in the car from the airport. I hit eject. The CD pops out. I grabbed the CD. I literally threw it out the window. I don't even know what it was. I forget what it was. <laughs> he was like, turn this shit and he off. looked at me like, what, what are you doing? I was like, just listen. And I slid that listening in and we were just vibe to it the whole weekend. Like that Man. was like our craziest, like new because it was so like to hear a group like that out of North Carolina, which you don't associate, you know, like that type of boom bap, you know, hip hop yeah. backpack stuff out of North Carolina. But so long story short, Mel using his uh, his marketing uh, geniusness got a hold of them. So their album actually had all their emails and stuff inside of it. Their, yeah. their listening album had like their emails and everything. So Mel hit him up on email. It was like, hey, I want to send you a video game. You know, let's link up, and they were they were starting to tour. He sent them uh, Madden. Well, no, we we told them we we're like, um, we looked at their tour schedule, and they were going to be at the Grog Shop up in Cleveland. Wow! So we went to the Grog Shop with the with the with the video game and everything, and I had made um, these, and you saw you've seen the shirt before, the Roy Lee's Roy and Lee's tapes records shirt. and tapes. So uh, I'm gonna school you, Crook. So little brother, they got this little inside joke on these skits they do. Um, Roy Lee's Records and Tapes is like this fictional record shop on the albums. And Brian mm-hmm. made a t-shirt for Roy Lee's Records and Tapes. And I, I made it for all of them. And I took it up. And they damn near started crying like when I, I, when I showed it. it to them. So, I do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know I do, I do it. it. <laughs> um, That's so it was crazy. So we met brother. them and we've been literally been friends ever since. So I've been on stage with them, like sold merch for them, like just hung out, we talk all the time, like just hit each other up, whatever. Actually, shout out to Big Doe, today's Big Doe's birthday. Wow. Happy birthday. So, Big shout out to Big Doe. Doe, Doe. So, do, do. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I actually sent him a text shit. earlier. Doe, Doe. Exactly. Listen, my, um, my experience with Little Brother, my story's kind of crazy too. Yes. So this is when my mom was alive. Um, my rest in peace, my mother. Uh, I used to cut the grass. And when I would cut the grass, she'd give me like 20 bucks. And I was like, uh, cool. So I used to ride my bike to Walmart on Touch. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to buy a CD. But, you know, at the time, every CD in Walmart was edited. So I'm like, man, I can't mm-hmm. buy, like, well, I can't buy 50. I can't get Dipset. So I see this So I see this cover. And I didn't know what the word menstrual meant at the time. They have an album called The Menstrual Show. So when I brought it home, my grandma was like, 
what the hell you playing? Because my grandma's older. She was like, minstrel? And I was like, what's that? She said, they're making fun of black people. And I was like, I haven't bumped the CD yet. Yep. So when I looked at the cover, they were doing like the minstrel faces, but I didn't, I was, I didn't know what it was. So little brother kind of schooled me on what minstrel was. You know what I'm saying? Like black skin, red right. lipstick, you know? And when I first popped it in, like, you know how you hear a song and you get them goosebumps. When I first heard that, we like to welcome you. To, I was like, what the fuck is this? Then I heard, uh, dun, 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 and I was like, Amazing dog. Album. And I, I remember just getting on my bike. Yep. Back in CD player days, had my headphones in, CD player headphones, in my pockets, yeah. and I just ride Bumping around listening show. to Where You Gonna Hide. <laughs> and he'd have that same goofy ass grin. You'd be passing him. And he'd be like, What street. are you doing? I'm like, Man, I'm just riding around. Because, like, hip hop for me, awesome. growing up in Canton, man, like, hip hop was like my escape from growing up here. Because, yeah. like, we had to kind of do something to keep ourselves creative. You know what I'm saying? It's, I would love riding around on my bike listening to hip-hop music because yeah. I felt like I was in New York City. That's where I thought they were from at the time. They come to find out they're from North Carolina. So I got cousins who live down there. I said, y'all know Little Brother? They were like, who the hell is that? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yep. Little Brother, like, I appreciate them so much because I didn't have the pleasure of growing up experiencing Tribe mm -hmm. and Daylight, as you may have. Yeah. But when I first heard Little Brother... I was like, yo, okay, it's not no gangster shit because everybody knows John ain't, I'm not gangster, so I can't right. rap about this shit. Yeah. But when I'm hearing Little Brother, these dudes were talking about having student loans yeah, and gotta, working everyday lot. Yeah, I was like, wow, they're like. <laughs> Still pushing the same Acura. Man, yeah, they're <laughs> the, like the everyday dudes. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have a song, I love the creativity. that They have this skit on the album called Fifth in Fashion. Dog, that shit is hilarious. Like Krishan, they made up a whole skit on the album. Ooh, fifth and fashion. Better call your niggas. We'll get you. You get like one left Air Force One. Yeah, that's what fashion. Instead of a pair, it was like Air Force Ones, Manolo boots, twenty five dollars. Like I just love that. They little brother taught me about how to make an album because they made it literal world. Yeah, very conceptual and like the time when I was growing up in it was 50 Dipset yeah. it was kind of drifting away from that so that type of hip hop was kind of leaning me towards little brother so when I was a little kid and this is a crazy story about Pooh and, yeah. I, and Pooh I'm so sorry <laughs> I had to rap in high school once right these kids was like yo man come back to the table and kick your raps I was shy then the you first didn't, rap you didn't I, steal. I stole Pooh's rap, Come bro. On, Imagine if this was the last time <laughs> I ever wrote. Wow. The last verse that I ever spoke. This no. guy. And like, I remember. Fraud. But, but you know what? Fraud. I was proud because I was like, yo, if I could rap like that. That's funny. But they thought, they was like, man, that shit was cold. And I was like, one day I'm going to be able to tell rapping Big Pooh that I used his verse in high school. That's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Well, speaking of Pooh, that's how you and I met then. So yeah. fast, fast forward a little bit. Um, Pooh was doing a show down in Columbus and I was living in Columbus at the time. Yeah. So obviously we linked up and I was like, you know, I'll just, we'll go to the show. I said, I'll just sell merch for you. So you don't have to worry about, cause he was having to like set up his music and like set up the mixer and everything. So you were kind of like tapping him. in with these guys. Like, cause you knew him on a personal level. Oh yeah. But, I mean, we kicked it the whole time down to Columbus. Me and him like got sh showing around Columbus. Do you know how excited show. I was? Oh dude. I, to know well, I, I knew that was crazy. <sighs> so I was on Twitter, like looking up whatever. And then I saw you tweeting about you performing that night and I saw you from Canton, Ohio. I'm like, 
I was like, this guy's from Canton, Ohio. I'm like, I got to meet this guy. So I'm sitting at the merch booth and I'm tweeting at him. Like at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> when you get done with your set, because you were, were you, you were first, weren't you? Yeah, I was first. Okay, that's why I thought you were first. I was like, after your set, come back and holler at me at the merch table. So I'm sitting there and I'm waiting. He gets done. I see him kind of milling around or whatever. And then he comes back to the merch table and he's like looking, looking. He's looking at me. He's looking, looking behind me, looking and beside Brian me. Like, and I'm like, and I just like raise my hand up in the air. I'm like, <laughs> no, it's and me. And he's like, oh, and he comes over. He's like, dog, tell me what you said to me. I was like, you're white? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you looked at everyone in the back of this room except me. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sitting at the merch table. Because he was like this. And I was like looking around. He was like, like why is this dude waving at me? And I was like. Who are you? It's like, the, it's like the Key and Peele Barack Obama <laughs> was, skit was, where he's exactly. like dapping everybody up but just shaking hands with the white people. But that was the beginning <laughs> of our connection because um, we ended up tapping in with each other and um, connecting like um, even on some real life shit. Like when I lost my job here and I was like damn near homeless. Brian bought me a pair of shoes. You know what I'm saying? Because he got me a job working for Custom Utilicom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like how little brother started a connection because we ended up having conversations about like music and life and just us talking because he was in Columbus at the time mm-hmm. so like him kind of um, giving me advice because at that point in my life I was just enduring you know yeah. what I'm saying I had music I was still here I was at my grandmother's crib so me seeing this guy who we connect through hip hop and him seeing him have his life together I'm like yo that's that's really dope you know what I'm saying because um, them times in my life when I was messed up and I lost my job Brian was like yo I know um might get you a job and I was flagging you know what I'm saying but like at that time like I never will forget that you know what yeah. I'm saying because for somebody to look out for you outside of just a rap concert you don't forget about things like that man no, it's, uh, you know my guy that I talk about every now and again remains nameless you know mm-hmm. like I said I met him working f- nine hours a week at Toys R Us over and we we, we we linked up over action figures and stuff because he was big into that. Well, still big into that, like collecting them. He makes his own custom ones and everything. So he invited me to his house. But seeing his house and seeing how he lives and everything, it's like, dude, yeah, no, this is what I, I have to move up. Like I have to elevate. But he taught me how to do that. Like yeah. he didn't just show me all this stuff. He said, okay, this is how I got it. You know, make a plan X, Y, Z. So having people like that who are in a better position, you know, especially when you are, because same thing. I was just enduring. I was living in a basement. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No money. I was just getting by day to day. And then here's this guy who doesn't have to really talk to yeah, me at man. all. You know, you, yep. he didn't have to do anything for me at all. He didn't even have to acknowledge me outside of, mm-hmm. hey, where's this? That's I, real. Okay, have a good day. You know, just me, us just talking and everything. It, it led into a friendship. Like I, 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 I don't know where I'd be without that guy today. You know. So shout out to yeah, man. You shout know, out you to are, man. So, you, man. You would hit me up during some some downtime. Yeah, and man. I, I, I always appreciate you reaching out and asking me for advice. I always feel I kind of. I mean, man, I'm 48. I, I, I kind of label myself as an OG a little bit. For sure, I've been bro. I, I've seen some things, done some things, and you know, I'm just like I always want to see everybody win. And to me, you know. I saw what you were, things you were going through at the time and things like that. I remember you know, we, we'd have some pretty in-depth conversations about For certain sure, things, especially, man. you know, your music. And I know, you know, you would be frustrated about certain things, whatever. And I'm like, you know what, man, it's sometimes it's not even about you and you, you know, selling X amount of records or whatever, or doing this or doing that. It's like, I said, like, you got to realize and you get really have to embrace that what you do is, is life changing to other people. Facts. And I saw that in you. And I was like, you know, you really, and at certain times we would talk and I, I know you didn't probably want to hear it at the time, but I'm like, look, man, it's like, it might be one person. It might be 10 people. You, you know, you share what you share in your lyrics and it really touches someone. It might bring someone up from a, 
a low place, you know, that like, Hey, this dude's been through this. I can get through it. Or, you know, um, you know, whatever the topic is, you know, it's just things you rap about and a real world stuff. Right. You know, you talk about being a mailman, you talk about, you know, having a son and you talk about having a dog. And, and that comes from like little brother, which is a group that we really yeah, they talk, they navigate talk about with man. being broke and being, having to do this and do that, you know, um, real shit. And but, I was 15 at that time. Like yeah. I was young when I first heard that album, but I realized like, Cause when you're young, you think hip hop is just like I'm, I always refer back to Fifty Cent and Dipset, yeah. but it's like <laughs> that was a prime example. Throwback Jerry's. I'm like, okay, that, at that time, that's what I thought hip hop was. Yeah. I mean, you had the older groups, but at that time, I didn't understand it then. Yeah. But when I first heard Little Brother, I was like, yo, man, these guys are like talking about just being everyday life, the wins and the yeah. and and the losses, and and I and I try to keep that in my music. And I, there were times where I would tweet things or say things, and you'd be the first one to hold me accountable. You know what I'm saying? Um, Actually, I had a little surprise today. What's I don't up? know. I don't know if he'll pick up, but I talked to him the other day. Um, I talked to Pooh the other day. He's actually on tour in Europe. Oh, he's sure. got a new album dropping tomorrow, actually. And I What's told the name him I was going to shout him out. In, um, to Dream in Color. Okay, so this episode will be out by the time this is out. Yeah, so it comes out tomorrow on the 22nd. Shout out Rapid Big Pooh to but Dream in Color. But I told him I was going to call him to see if he could pick up, even though he's in Rapid Europe. Big Pooh? We're going to call Little him right brother? now and see if he picks up. Oh, Let's go. He said, try me. He said, if I don't pick up, he goes, I'm just like lost in Europe somewhere. He goes, oh, <laughs> but he said, if I can pick man. up the phone, he goes, because I told him it was your podcast. And he was like, oh my God, Jumpy. So... Um, the fact that he called me his guy, because like when I DM him, I'll be like, oh my, no thirsty ass dude. But the fact, <laughs> Rabbit Big, yeah, that's right, y'all. Rabbit Big said I'm his guy, damn it. So, I'm about to be the new member of Little Brother one day. I would gonna, love to be that. We're going to try right now. So, big um, as hell, boy. Shout out Rabbit Big Pooh, man. And listen. Let me make sure I'm calling the right number here. We're talking about, okay, go ahead, call him. Yeah, we're about to get him on the Say What You Mean Let's podcast. see if we can get him on here. Yeah. Cause I got a story about Fonte, and it was I, I learned from Little Brother, but Fonte was like one of the first rappers to humble my ass. <laughs> I'm gonna tell that story, in which is funny. <laughs> I believe that's it. So let's let's give him a call. Rapper Big Pool on the Say What You Mean podcast. Oh my gosh, this is my phone be crazy. Service in here is terrible. Oh. it's going. It's trying to connect. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, let's cross our fingers and get this going. Oh. we're hitting the busy. We're gonna, try, we're gonna try one more time. Let's try one more he time. does have his notifications on silence, so and if, that and might be part of it. And that's all good Rush because that just means we can yeah, get him on the pod. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. When I he mean, comes back into the he's country. He's your guy, right? He's my guy now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian. No, nah, but listen, like, I love that hip-hop can make relationships. Not... Uh-oh. Maybe. That's some European ring. <laughs> Sounds like it. Let's see if he answers. Come on, come on. Is it That's do? the craziest ring. You, well, you've heard they're cop cars. Ah, uh, uh, it is we'll, all we'll, good. We'll shut that off. It's all good. We'll get my guy's number out on air. So <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get. We'll try to get him linked up. Maybe we can. Uh, Listen, it's all good. Get him on an episode. So so. That'd and I'm going to keep that in the podcast, too, because I want him to hear that. <laughs> but listen, I got to tell you this story <laughs> about Fonte. So Fonte is the other member of Little Brother. There's three members right. in the group. There's Ninth Wonder, Rapper Big Pool, and Fonte. And uh, I remember um, in Michigan, my freshman year of college, right, we went to uh, Ann Arbor for Hip Hop Congress, and Little Brother was headlining with Kanan. Wow. And... Uh, 
it was easy to walk around and see the people there. It wasn't like no like big security type thing. So I was able to walk in the back and I was with Hip Hop Congress at the time. So I used to have my CDs written out on Memorex CDs. I had my phone number written out. MySpace.com slash John P. Johnson. I have one of these. I have my phone number on there, right? So I see rapper, so I'm not rapper, I see Fonte walking down the hallway. Man, you would have thought I saw Jesus Christ or some shit. I was like, Fonte, yo, what's up, bro? I love little brother. Mr. Show's my favorite album. Hey, man, can you listen to my, 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 my CD? <laughs> so I don't know if he was having a bad day. He was just tired. He looked at me. He said, what am I going to do with this shit, bro? <laughs> <laughs> that is the most like, Fonte answer And I was like, time. what? Like, I, I was hurt. Like, he was like, what am I going to do with that shit, bro? And I was like, what? And he was like, no disrespect, man. He said, I'm going to put this shit down and forget I even got it, bro. He was like, <laughs> Damn. he was like, but he was like, man, work on that. And then I, I, if I remember it, I'll listen to it's it. It's very real. Now, at the time, I was like, man, fuck him, bro. This. <laughs> but, but ever since then, because that, that was inspiring to my career as John P. Because the one thing people always say about me is I have quality when it comes to like my CDs, my videos, my podcast. So, Fonte, um, if you listen to this podcast, I want to thank you for that advice. Because ever since that, I could have went the hater approach. But I said, you know what? That was my first lesson in music. So, Fonte, thank you, man, for inspiring me to always be about quality. I tweet you every now and then about the story and you don't <laughs> respond. But I'm, but, I'm, but I'm sure it's in the swim of a whole bunch of people who always ask him when his it's little fun. brother dropping an album. Because at the time, I don't know if they were going through something as a group, but like they would get annoyed. Because even in Columbus, somebody was like, yo, Pooh. Another little brother yeah. album. He was like, "Nah, man, don't ask me that." Yeah. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So real little, but little, but real little brother fans know. Yeah. Like when you see them at the time, do not ask them when a little brother album is dropping because individually they're dope on their own. But I think yeah. at the time they were going through some things in the yeah, group, so like it was real sensitive touchy to them. Subjects, so, it was yeah. a touchy subject. But shout out to Fonte for giving me that advice. That advice has changed my life. Yeah. So. One of the biggest compliments is me being in Canton and somebody being like, man, your CDs got shrink wrap on them. I'm like, yeah, because I got clowns, but my phone number on my original <laughs> one, so I'll never do that shit again. But I was ready, man. When I handed that piece of paper, I said, yeah, we on. I'm about to call Krishan. Be like, you about to get a deal. So what you about to do if, like, say he shows up here randomly? If Fonte showed up and here? And you gave him one of your CDs now, and he still said... So what am I supposed to do with this? Oh, we, we got to scrap with this All part. Right, I think I shrink wrap on this shit, Fonte. Uh, Come on, uh, uh, you know, where's the, where's the humble approach? <laughs> yeah, no. but um, I want to shout out to that man for that. Now, um, Brian, we were going to talk about a lot of things. And one of the things that uh, we were going to tap about, what you talked about, was like mental health. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of what I learned in their music. Because Fonte would talk about like the dark times of relationships and, and, and high moments. Um, yeah. When it comes to mental health in hip hop, how do those two go hand in hand with you? Um, man, that's a good question. I didn't even thought about that way. Um, a lot of it is for me, you know, just the escapism of, yes. of music in general mm -hmm. and having those moments. I, I'm very sensitive to music. Like there's so many things I hear or whatever, um, you know, that I'll cry. Like I'm a big crier. So I'll, I'll, I'll shout that out on the podcast right now. Real um, hey, man. But, but music and stuff like that really say, moves say, me. Say what you mean. Yeah. Music really moves me. And, um, 
you know, as I get, as I've gotten older, and you know, my my dad passed last year. My and condolences, condolences, man. Really, no, nah, I appreciate that. And and hearing you know certain songs or certain music that him and I used to listen to, uh, uh, like Bob, the group Boston. It's an old seventies wow. rock band, Boston. Like Shout I hear that Boston. music now, and it takes me back, you know, with yeah. him, things like that. But as far as hip hop goes, you know, really, and I think that's why I gravitated, and you probably did too, towards Little Brother a lot is the realism in their music. Like they're rapping about grown man stuff and, you know, paying rent and, you know, things like that. And they've carried that their whole career, which is, which is kind of cool. But to me, you know, from a mental health side, and I, um, I didn't share earlier in the podcast what I do for a living. I sell drugs, John P., is what I do. Oh, so you plug for real. Yeah. <laughs> My bad for not asking you that if you wanted to share. Yeah, you so you plug. It's all right. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually a pharmaceutical rep. Um, That's I, what's I sell, up, man. I sell products that are, are for bipolar, uh, depression, mm. mania, mixed episodes schizophrenia things like that so um i'm in that world now a lot and i see a lot and i talk to a lot of providers especially locally like i mean right up the street phoenix rising uh it's a very large yeah. uh, mental health shout um, out phoenix rising organization sure. up the street so um but I, I call on all the psychs and the psych mps and primary cares in the area to talk to them about mental health and about um you know really looking at patients and trying to see you know, where they are and how to screen them to figure out, you know, what they got going on because I don't want to get too sciencey and nerdy in the episode, but you know, there's different levels of serotonin and dopamine that can be affected from people and whether it's situational or it's a chemical imbalance, you know, things like that. There's a lot that goes on and a lot of people will go to their primary care, tell them they're depressed, but there's a lot more going on than just being depressed, whether yeah. it's you know, a situational thing or something chemically imbalanced in their body, you know, low levels of serotonin, low levels of dopamine, those type of things. There's new you know, a lot of the drugs that are available now have a way of modulating those ups and downs That's for real. people. And, but just, just in general, you know, we really don't have until the Sunrise Vista opened up around the corner up here on, on 13th and 12th. Um, we didn't have any beds for people to go to, like, like medical beds for those that were, you know, in a bad way that maybe have just gotten arrested because they're out doing stuff because they're manic, you know, things like that. They would just go literally to the emergency room you know, they would give them something and let them back out on the streets. Man. Now there's facilities now like Altman and Timken used to have these, a ton of these inpatient beds for people to go to. Those resources aren't here anymore. And ever since COVID hit, yeah. mental health has really even skyrocketed because of, you know, the isolation, people losing their jobs, people losing people in their family. It's really spiked since then, but we haven't seen a spike, especially in this area in providers to help people. Right. Um, you know, I, I had a couple of people that, you know, just started or started their own business or, it, but people aren't coming to Canton to start working like psychiatrists and things like that. So we have a, a decent amount in town, but they're all old, you know, and a lot yeah. of them are going to be retiring soon. And I worry about the backfill when those people retire, like who's going to take care of these patients, who's going to help these people. So it's, it's a big thing for me, like just being in the industry and um, seeing how it affects people. And, you know, the fact that we don't have the resources, you know, that's one thing I would love to see more of down here. Man, more resources about for that at the mixer, um, you know, about, how you're seeing more and more cases of things like, you know, trauma and mental Correct. illness and stuff, That's but real shit. not enough people to compensate for the rise. Like, Correct. There, there, there's for, I mean, just a random one. I mean, if you got one of them, you know, one psychiatrist or such, you know, to every 10 patients and that person's gone. Correct. Now somebody's got to compensate for 20. Correct. And that's even going to be worse on them because like, how do you handle that many people? Yeah. yeah. Just yourself, you know, right, case right, managing right. that many people. Correct. Um, 
So, so I, these places have two, three months waiting time, even sometimes longer. Yeah. And, and, and people need help yesterday. Immediately, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, they, some people I know, I mean, I ain't going to say anything personally, but, you know, they need these resources. Sure. That's real. And they need them yesterday. Correct. And I worry about them a lot because it's like, you're on this waiting list, X, Y, Z. How do, I don't know that you're going to make it that long. I don't ever want to get Correct. that kind of phone calls. You know what I mean? You hurt mm-hmm. yourself, hurt others. Yeah. And it might not even be anything like you said. It could just be not an issue, but, you know, chemical imbalance, stuff Correct. like that. But there's not enough people to make those dissertations, I feel, so that they can get adequate adequate help. Correct. So those the resources are definitely, yeah. yeah. Diagnose those So those, those resources are definitely necessary here in the city because, I mean, yeah, we're a small town, but I, I, there, there's not enough. There's right. definitely yeah. not enough here. That's real. So uh, you were talking about, um, we were going to talk to you about financial stability and everything too, but while we're on the subject of mental illness, do you feel like, you know, people who aren't financially stable, like have a problem managing their money, do you think anything like that ever comes from a place of mental illness or? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, especially from a manic side, um, especially in the bipolar realm, that, that mania, it doesn't have to be, you know, driving 120 miles an hour down the highway. It can be, you know, just excessive spending, things like that. You know, you, you feel yeah. compulsive to do these certain things. I have to. Um, so yeah, that definitely can play into it. Even when, when people are, you know, in that very heavy depressive side, they think that, you know, going to buy something or going to, you know, that's going to make them therapy. feel better. Re- retail therapy. That's true. It's a real thing. A real and it's, it can go both ways, it's whether a person's thing. manic or, or depressed. And, I, and that's one thing um, I, I read that like uh, people who always joke about, I love to go shopping and mm-hmm. I'll go shopping all day. That could be a sign of them dealing with something mentally, but it just played off as I just want to buy this. It could to be treat a low level, myself, low level manic event for sure. Mm-hmm. Like me, hypersexuality, things like that. Yeah. You know, just yeah. being irritable, being extremely irritable or, or restless or not being able to sleep. You know, there's, there's a lot of factors that go into it. A lot. I, um, like as a kid, I, I'm not that I wanted for anything as a kid, but like, I didn't really get too much of an allowance. Sure. You know what I mean? I, I, I just always got stuff handed like, oh, I want this. And when my mom had it, she'd get it instead of like, oh, save your money, blah, blah. Yeah. But a lot of my friends did. So they always had money when we go to ice skate and they had the extra money to do the arcade machines. And they had enough to get in. Um, so I think when I started making money, my own money, especially when we started working at Goodwill, like we yeah. were making them nice little, what, little three, $400 checks every mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Nothing crazy, but... Thought we was balling. We I was would, living with yeah. Grandma Craig. And I'm like, oh, I can go. <laughs> I don't need to ask my mom to, you know, go buy me this food or anything like that. I can go and get that expensive meal if I want to. Oh, so, so they started saying, you got to make your own food. Yeah. So that was a lot of it with me, with my, like, my, my me mismanaging my money was getting out of the thought that I don't have to compensate for all the spending I couldn't do as a kid, you know, yeah. today. So once I started to stop doing that, you know, I, you ask my boss, I've been eating ramen noodles at work. You know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do the cruel, crazy, expensive lunches. I like that no more. I can't do it. So uh, I, I, I just wanted to ask because I, I didn't know if that was just me, you know, that just thought that way. Like, yo, stuff from back in the day might really affect why I'm, you know, I'm totally messing my money up yeah. today, you know, almost 20 odd years later. So I just wanted to, you know, have verification on that. You know, I can admit, you know. Your boy had uh, a, you bit. know, yeah, yeah. We spend too much money sometimes, man. <laughs> I'm like that with uh, my vice, quote unquote, is is books and yeah. vinyl and Legos and like, oh yeah, and, but it's always good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that though because like I'm love, not just love, out here spending Legos. money on like drugs or anything like Correct. that. You know what I mean? I'll see, oh, this is a cool little you know shirt that I like. You know, mm-hmm. a little pop culture shirt or yeah. this little random action figure collectible or oh, this game that I've waited on for ten plus years. You know, oh, it's finally out. I'll do stuff like that every now and again. Yeah. But but you know what I'm doing? Not to cut you off. What I've been yeah. practicing is this thing of where um, 
since we're talking about finance a little bit, yeah. needs versus wants. Mm-hmm. You never really understand that until you become a little older and the older I've got. We'll get a little into that. Yeah, well, actually, let's do this. Let's take a break. And when we come back, um, we're going to take our break, and we're going to talk some financial tips with my man B. Cleasy, because you know yeah. he got the financial tips for us. He is the financial plug. Yeah, man. He's a financial plug. I get, I'll take it, I guess. I don't but know. also pharmaceuticals. And the fin- and he, he did say he was a drug lord on the <laughs> So listen, we're going to take a break on the podcast really quick. and then What'd you say? I sell drugs. You sell drugs. (laughs) (laughs) I hear somebody clicking in. Is that the DEA? (laughs) (laughs) Right. We hear these phones tapping on the phone. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk some financial tips, and we're going to have what's called Peace Positive Point, Brian. So that's where I have my guests tell me a quote that means something to them, and then um, we explain it, and then we get on up out of here. All right. Sounds good to me. So we're going to take a break. This is Jean P. the MC, episode 59, Finance for Dummies. Seaweeds. Be Cleasy, Jean P. the MC. We out of here, man. Peace. Back up in this thing. Seaweeds. Episode 59. Seaweeds. Be Cleasy in the house. Say what you mean. What's up, man? Hey. Boss Campbell. Talk a little bit of finances. This is a this this has been a, money right. a fun episode. Diversify your portfolio. Yeah, diversify your bonds. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but this has been a fun episode. Once again, Brian, thank you for being on the hey, show, man. man. You know I got to dap yeah, you up. Great to you know what I'm saying. It's I weird. ain't got the Mister Fantastic arm, so I can't do it. But it's good to meet you, man. Nah, but this episode, man, we talked about. Um, one of my favorite groups, and I'm glad we can get I can get that out because with this podcast, I'm learning like every episode can't be about hip hop, yeah. so I got to be on my journalism shit. But when I have a guest who talks about hip hop, who has that experience, it warms me up because it's like now nah, we can talk about something that I I understand and feel. Yeah. So I'm glad that we can talk about. Man, I got one more good hip hop story. Can I tell it real fast, Go ahead. like super Go fast? Yeah, this your episode. So Let's go. because um, because of Mel Lindsay, obviously he is. Shout out Mel Lindsay. We got to get him on the podcast. Please, Mel be the greatest, the greatest podcast. Sit down ever, be that everywhere, man. Every time I text, I'm like, where you That's at, man? Where you Worldwide.com. <laughs> um, so he had connections to the Roots manager somehow through college, or I can't remember what the hell it was. But so we ended up going. Oh, it shit. Was, I think it was the, was it the, was it the Sprite tour? It was the Roots, NERD, um, Talib, um, High Tech, and somebody else was on that bill. I forget who it was. Down in Columbus, we went to the show. It was me, Mel, and Leroy. Mm-hmm. And we had backstage passes, everything. So we were in the Roots locker room, or locker room, their like little dressing room or whatever. Um, Damn, so Melvin, Damn. of course, being always having 10 other things he has to do. Hell yeah. His sister was, I believe, either graduating or something that night up in Michigan. So towards the end of the concert, he had to leave. He had to like get up to Michigan to go see his sister. So he left me and Leroy at the concert. So we had these stickers on, so we're just walking everywhere. So we ended up on the right-hand side of the stage in like this little hallway, but it was the door that went out to the actual stage where everybody was performing at. Mm -hmm. So we're standing there, and Leroy's up at the door, and I'm like a couple steps back, and it's this tiny little little hallway. All of a sudden, I feel someone like walking up on me, Mm -hmm. and I turn my head, and it's Pharrell. And he's looking me dead in the eyes. He's like, what's good? And he leans in, daps me up. (laughs) The rest of the crew daps me up, dapping Leroy up, and we're standing there, and all of a sudden, you can hear the guy on the stage going, all right, everybody, we'd like to welcome to the stage, N-E-R-D. And he looked at, like, Pharrell looked at me and Leroy goes, y'all ready? I'm like, yeah, he goes, let's go. And he just took off on the stage and the door shut. And I looked at Leroy and Leroy looked at me and I go, 
the fuck just happened? Like, <laughs> like that was for real. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was one of those moments in life where you just like, oh, it was man. the craziest like moments where weirdest, life don't yeah, feel like real. thing that kind of happened. But mm-hmm. I just wanted to share that last Listen, one. Yeah, I, I love shout out Pharrell and Nerd. Yes, one of my favorite groups. I love the fact that we can talk about. Um, music and we talked about mental health and one of the things that you put me on because I'll never forget this day we were talking about I think I went to you just another question about credit I was like I gotta ask Brian I wonder, maybe he'll know about it you know and you sent me the screenshot you told me your credit score and I was like I want to get there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to put your business out there with the scores, but what I will we say, ladies and gentlemen, is when I saw the score myself, I my stomach hurt. Okay. So, I looked at my stomach. I got to get my shit together, man. It's, it's, it's been well earned. But Hell finance yeah. is something that, um, especially with things with the inflation yeah. and um, people, you know, growing up, getting older, mm-hmm. um, 30 and up, that crowd, people yeah. want to get their finances right. Yeah. Um, even younger than that. So there's a lot of tips. You know, a lot of people go online and have their thoughts and points on how to get. I always see those posts about you do this, get your credit up. Mm -hmm. You do this, do that. But I wanted to come to you about it because you were the one that kind of put in my head the importance of it for a future. Sure. So what are some tips that you can give to people who want to get their finances right and in order and have some structure? I think one of the biggest things is what I, I laid out to you when we first talked was get on like one of the the credit monitoring sites like Credit Sesame or what do you use, Credit Karma? Credit Karma. Something like that. Um, get in there, put all your information in and they'll, they'll, for free, like I don't pay for this app at all. I use Credit Sesame and it tells me um, all the time. But once I did a lot of things wrong when I was your age, trust me, in my 20s and 30s, I was spending crazy. You was copying Pelly Pelly. Man, look. You was copying I was doing everything I wasn't supposed going to, to do. Going to concerts. You know, from, a, from a spending standpoint. But as I got older, I started looking more into like into credit scores and finance, things like that. But you know what, the top credit score you can get is 850 and there's various mm, like mm, levels mm. in there, but that, that credit score is made up of five different categories. Okay. So it's credit usage. That's like, um, I think it's like 35% of your credit score, uh, 30%. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, credit payment history. That's 35% of your credit score, uh, credit age, like how old of credit do you have? Like, you know, do you have a, a Higby's card from you know back in the you know nineties that's still open or whatever? You got you had a Camelot card. Yeah, I did have a Camelot. I had a, <laughs> a, a Chess King card, uh, merry-go-round. Uh, credit age is one. Uh, account mix. How many different things do you have open? Whether it's okay. multiple different credit cards, whether it's a Home Depot card, uh, a Kohl's card. Uh, do you have a house note? Do you have a car note? You know that type of things. Um, and then credit inquiries. Like so, when you go and someone says, "Hey, we need to run your credit for this. You're looking to get a car." That'll ding your credit score. Yeah. Not bad. It goes off like in a year or two. I forget what it is, but that's um, like 10% of your credit score. So all five of those things mashed together get your credit score. Um, so there's like Experian, um, TransUnion, another one. And then you have a score. It's called your FICO score, which is like all your credit scores kind of rolled into one. Yeah. Um, so a lot of businesses you try to get credit with use the FICO score. They won't go by individual, but so FICO was more like uh, more like efficient. Kind of a cul- it's, it's, it's like it's like a combination of all yeah. the credit okay. scores in one kind of location. It's like your credit profile. Correct. So your boy's eight forty five FICO scores up there. Did you hear that? Y'all hear that? Did <laughs> humble, it make your stomach hurt too? Brag. Brian can buy people if you wanted to. Flex <laughs> harder. But that's been you know eighteen twenty years in the making. You know, getting, yeah, you work hard for being, that. Well, just being proficient, and now that I know that all those things are into it, you know, I don't. People always say, well, you pay off that credit card and you got to close it down. No, just leave it there, cut the card up, but don't close the account out because then that goes on your history. 
even if you don't have anything on the card, that history builds up. That's a dig. And helps. Yeah. So if you if you chop a card up and then call the company and say, hey, I want to close my account out. That's a ding. ding. That's a ding because that's that's credit history now that you've taken off your report. Mm. So I used to always close my old cards out. People are like, pay your cards off and close ding, them out. Ding, 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 nah, pay those yeah. cards off and just let them sit. And when you get the new card in the mail, cut it up so you can't even use it. You don't even know where it's at and you just... You know, but leave that credit on there. You know, from that standpoint. So, what, what, like for me though, I've I've never had a credit card. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I've um, always been scared of them. Yeah, yeah, man. I hear horror stories about them. Like uh, I hear people saying, "Yeah, I just paid off my uh, Victoria's Secret card. I just paid off my Walmart card." I'm like, "How much was it?" Do you like, that tone of voice when they talk about a Victoria's Secret card? Because nah, it's, it's, it's a different tone of voice. Hell no, nah. It was one of my homies. No, like, yeah, man, I just paid off my Victoria's Secret card. Nah, nah, Doing nah. The five for ten. Chill out. I think I know where you're going with this. So one one way kind of around that is. Um, is building up, like I said, that credit history. So I have a Home Depot card. Mm-hmm. So if I need something for the house or whatever, so say I, I redid like my flooring in my house, I can buy the materials from every every year having a Home Depot credit card, they'll send me like a promo in the mail to where I can get 0% interest for six months or 12 months or whatever. So I can buy the product and then I'll, I'll, I'll price out like, so if it's like two, say $2,000 and I know I have 12 payments I got to make, I take that down to either 10 payments or 11 payments. So I make that last payment the month before the, the actual interest would kick in. Mm. So that way you're actually paying it off. You're getting free money because they just gave you a loan basically for... So you're paying up on it basically. Right? Correct. Okay. You didn't have to pay up on it. You can just use the... Um, or pay it early Yeah, or pay the okay. total that would be. You, you chop that into 11 payments and then you make that payment every month. You ignore the minimal okay. payment. You make your 11 payments. So that way it's done in the 11 payment. And on the 12th payment, if you wouldn't have paid it, that's when the interest would have kicked in, like 25% interest, which you don't want. Okay. That's where you get behind that. So okay. once you start getting those big what you I know, interest people. balance, yeah, that's kind of where things go. So that's, that's a good way to... Rent a center. Yeah. Correct. We uh, like the six months same as cash type yep. deal. You know what I mean? Like I tell them once that date hits, it's a wrap. everything you do after that, I mean, you're paying me $100. I'm telling you only $50 of that correct. maybe is going towards your actual payoff. Correct, correct. So, you know, yep. put that little bit of extra, it goes, it goes further. I did not know. I'm glad you broke down the credit scores because, like, me too. I mean, I, I've always been under the assumption: okay, you got a you got a bill or you got some kind of form of mm-hmm. credit. Okay, pay that up. Okay, you don't have to worry about it. It's off your credit X Y Z. But Correct. you know, having established credit history, keeping credit on your history, you know, without you know fully closing it off, even if you're paid up on it. Diversity. Um, yeah, you know, and having multiple ones, which that part I'm good at because I do have a few things that I have been using like through my bank to build sure. my credit, and it is different personal loan. Like I have my car through there, um, I have a I have a line of credit through them. I have I've had a personal loan through them before, and yep. all of that just comes out of my check. I don't miss it, but I, that I think that alone is what's really been keeping my credit score afloat. Uh, just you know, making those payments on time, and you know, making sure I have multiple ones there. So I'm I'm really glad you said that because yeah. I'm trying to get mine up too. Because your boy's trying to get that home loan. There it is. So, but let me know. let me um, ask him this because we have we have a question from one of our listeners. Do we now? Yeah, one of our listeners. Uh, this is a question for you, Brian. All right, I'm not an expert, but we'll we'll see what you got. What are the biggest mistakes people make in terms of their finances? Oh wow. Good question. Probably Who's that? Comes, question. Back, Who's that? comes back to something this I think you said earlier. We, Nicole. Yeah, when we were off the, the air for a second, uh-huh. we talked about wants versus needs. Um, I think that's a big thing. Um, you know, you need food, you need shelter. That's the first thing your paycheck should be going towards. Past that, Facts. you know, then you start, you know, looking at savings accounts. You start looking at, uh, if you have children, looking at putting money away for them for school. 
you and I talked off air about 401ks, mm-hmm. you know, if your company matches, man, get in there and get that match in. Definitely if it's a 4%, that. 6%, 8% match, whatever that is, put the money in and match it. Right now, 401ks are down. I get it, but they'll be back up at some point, you know? So you, that free money you get from your job, man, Facts. grab that all grab day long. Yeah. Very so, important. Invest no, early. But what else? Does she have something else on there? I'm she sorry. has one more question. Sure. That's a dope question about our uh, theme of our podcast. Yeah. Uh, what advice do you have for people that have trauma mm. associated with finance management? That's a great question. Wow. That's, That's a great a question. really good question. Really good question. We've been talking about that throughout this episode. Sure. And I think some of that might be back to, I, I don't want to put that in the mental health category, but it, it is definitely from a um, uh, situational um, part of people's lives, you know, where they grew up, whether it was either money insecurity or food insecurity, you know, not having food in the house and things like that. Yeah, and being yeah. able to, you know, shake that trauma of, you know, what do I do now? I'm an adult. I'm on my own. You know, it's me, you know, me, myself and I, you know, trying to get through so and how do I prioritize yeah. that money? Um, like I said, you got to, you got to eat and you got to have a place to sleep. That's yep. your first priority more than anything. And then past that, um, we talked earlier about, you know, like, um, debt snowball stuff, you know, paying off the low level stuff and trying to pay extra on it to build, um, to try to get your bills paid off. And then you need like a three to six month emergency fund. Then you start putting money in for your kids, for school. Like it just kind of builds up, but you, on that, on that level, I think that she's asking about as far as like that trauma, um, man, I'm not a counselor, so I don't, I don't want to get too deep into that, but I think, you know, that's something definitely, you know, if, if I was her, I would reach out to someone about it to see, how you kind of get over that hurdle a little that's bit. Because I don't know her financial situation. I don't know what she's into right now. You know what I mean? She, I don't know what she does. That's kind of a vague question. But I think it's definitely something that, you know, she could get help with counseling and, and look into that. I mean. Yeah. I'm glad she asked that. That's we were a like, great, that was that's something amazing that, Like question. I said, that was something I asked earlier. Because therapy, I didn't know if that yeah. was something that I, it was just something I did, you know, just to. But you ain't the only one that's going through it, yeah. as you can see. You know right. what I'm saying? No, absolutely. So, you know, um, I, you know shout out to Miss Nicole. Um, for the two great questions. And thank you, Brian, for answering those four. Yeah, yeah man. Thank, thank you. Thank you for coming on. You know what? Now I'm thinking about that. It, and it could be something, too, where I think you mentioned this earlier about, you know, doing things for yourself. Yeah. When you feel guilty doing things for yourself because yeah. you grew up a certain yeah, we way talked that, about you didn't that have, air, yeah. you didn't have, you know, That's certain why things. That's why I had to learn these like, once. You yep. hoard yourself and you don't want to, like, do anything for yourself because you're nervous that something bad is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that might be where she's coming from, from that place. But yeah. And people tell me all the time, like, John, like, why don't you? He does it. Like, he'll be like, uh, when you gonna treat? You gonna do something for you? Yeah, man. Because I'm always buying like things for podcasts. Or, I never take you know, a vacation. Never right. did. You know so he, he'll be the one to be like, "Yo, man, when you gonna do something That's for a yourself?" Great point, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So um, it's hard because I do. I feel really guilty, you know, knowing I have things I do have to take care of, and I and I try to stay up on them. You know, what I mean, it sure. isn't like I just neglect them or anything. But sometimes I do get that little bit extra money. Like I said, I'm, I'm sitting on a vacation. I have two weeks of vacation I did not use because. It's like, I don't want to, I feel like if I let's spend to, that let's money. Let's go to New York City. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about that for years. So I'm ready when you're ready. <laughs> and go. I know you're ready to go back. We're just not flying. I want to fly. We're not flying, John. I'm not driving. We're not flying. Man. I'll drive. I'll drive All the whole right. way. You're going to drive till you end up way. in Brooklyn and be like, man, I should have drove here. <laughs> no, nah, I drove the whole way. It's just, too wild to drive there, man. It's too wild to drive in New York, way bro. Too wild. Like, man, it'd be, one time it'd be red lights and they'd be driving. I almost. I thought I was going to die. True, I guess, man. I ain't trying to try. Yeah, you're right. Listen, I ain't trying to drive so to New York City, but. B. Cleese, you got any uh, last pointers 
for for us like or, or better yet um can people who listen to our podcast maybe come to you for some tips and info I'm always a man. Just hit me up on Big Cleasy. At, yeah. at Big Cleasy on, on Twitter. I'll, I'll answer questions. Hit him up on Twitter at Big Cleasy. Um, I'm glad. Two Thank E's. you. Yeah, two E's. <laughs> C-L-E-E-Z-Y. Thank you for the tips, man. Yeah, you got it. I appreciate no, that. No, um, I'm no expert, but you know, I've, I've, I got a lot of life. Clearly know what you're lessons. doing with that 845 over there. You're an expert with that there, Michael over there. <laughs> yeah. I listen to your ass. So, light flexing over here. So we're talking about all these great points. And uh, one of the, uh, the way that I like to end my podcast uh, is with a section called Peace Positive Point, and I have my guests uh, tell me a quote that means something to them. Mm-hmm. So um, I could go first. You can go first. How you want to do this? You can go first. Okay. And we then, then we can go. So my point for this episode, episode fifty nine, is this: give yourself one good reason, then all those million reasons not to won't matter. When I think about that. Um, Good example is this podcast. When I tell people I want to do a podcast, the first thing they said was, everybody has a podcast. Everybody's getting into this. What makes you different? And my one reason that I was different is because of my experience in using my voice, other than just being an MC. So I'm like, okay, people say I use your voice, use your voice, use your voice in this, use your voice in that. (laughs) And obviously I've been using my voice for 14 years being an MC. So I'm like, I want to use my voice in a different way. And what better way than a podcast? And my and a lot of people want a podcast, but they just don't talk about shit. Yeah. And it's called it's, this podcast is literally called Say What You Mean. So the fact that I know how to have a conversation with people is one of the reasons why I want to have a podcast. So this for the listeners out there, if it's something that you want to do in your life and you find people telling you why you shouldn't do it or they're discouraging you, just have that one good reason that means a lot to you and stick with it because that one good reason of me wanting to do a podcast during the pandemic when others told me that I was kind of going into a pool where everybody else was doing it has led me to people helping us out, um, getting the small things for our podcast. Look at what it's led to, man. I'm, I've never been one to ask anybody for nothing. Yeah. But look at what it's led to. That one good choice has led to people helping us out, people listening to us all the time. So um, my point again Read it one more time. It's give yourself one good reason, then all those million reasons not to won't matter. So that's my so, point. Uh, Krishan, you want to go? Oh uh, Yeah, I'll go. Um, mine is success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Real and talk. And I think that really applies, like, especially with the uh, conversation about financial stability and everything. Because as we were saying, you know, once people hit that certain age, like us now, once you leave the 20s, you know, you spend a lot of your time in the 30s probably cleaning up that mess. And your eyes open up a little bit. It does get overwhelming. Absolutely. Like it did for me when I finally started paying attention to it. Like, yep. man, if I just would have just made a couple of better decisions back in the day. And it, it gets a little debilitating, especially when you feel like you're not making a dent. You know what I mean? But even in your case, like 845, yeah, that's a really good place to be, but you're still going. You know, you're not done yet. So even when you get up there, even when you do get to a point where you feel you can be comfortable, keep going because, you know, anything could happen at any given time. And the fact that 
I do look at all the stuff I got going on and all the stuff I got to pay and all the financial issues I may have, I may have had in the past and stuff. I'm nowhere, I'm, I'm nowhere near where I was back then. Doing way better. There you go. So just got to keep moving, you know, just make better decisions, but you have to do the work. You can't sit there and say, Oh, I'm gonna save money. And you now you still eating out every day and <laughs> eating out expensive. Cause that's what I was doing. You know, I had to tell myself we're not doing that. And your boy ended up eating ramen noodles for several weeks. This is why so. I'm making salmon tonight instead of doing that. You say, you saying salmon again, you keep going back to that salmon. Like, is you inviting me over for the salmon? Salmon is the salmon, yeah. <laughs> salmon is the shit. All right, I, I fuck with salmon. That's, That's why funny. I'm asking you, like, why are you, why are you, like, just like could have door dashed salmon, but you door dashing. Where are you door dashing salmon? Wherever the place sells fish. Where, where where's door dashing salmon? I don't salmon? know. Maybe if red you red tell lobster. me, red, yeah, okay, and no, you don't want red lobster. And off, and right, people had to stop acting like red lobster is the end all be all seafood. Red lobster was the shit man. in the '90s with Mel and Small. Overpriced. Now I ain't gonna say that. Say what you podcast get. Because they could be a sponsor too. Possible sponsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, listen, yeah. if, if they sponsor me, you will see me hear me eating lobster mac and cheese every episode. Yeah, we get a check. <laughs> <laughs> eating this lobster mac and cheese. So, <laughs> Brian, know. what's your positive point, man? Um, I'm gonna quote the great AZ. Ooh, that's why I like this guy. That's why I love Brian. Realize the realism of life and actuality. Fuck who's the baddest. Your personal status depends, depends on, on salary. salary. Say that one more time. And, and, <laughs> and you wrapped and, it. And because <laughs> and because of the financial episode, I thought that would be apropos because it is true. I mean, you can be the baddest dude on the planet, but somebody on this planet is going to have a lot more money than you, and they're going to get a lot further ahead than you. Mm. And, you know, in that in that aspect. So that line to me, it always stuck out to me because that's. Humble That's some yourself. true in my true mentality ish right there. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's one of those things that, you know, I, again, I, I want to shout both you two out Thank for doing you, positive bro. stuff for the community, for, Always, bro. you know, bringing me into this beautiful uh, space. If you haven't been down here, if you got negative energy, we're not letting you in. But if you got positive energy, yes. we're going to let you in down yes. here at the yes. Art Hub. I appreciate the Art Hub. I don't know if they're still in the building or not. Yeah, the Hub um, Art Factory, yes. <laughs> for letting us in here. Um, Shout again, out I appreciate you guys doing positive things for the community. And Canton, you know, we get a bad rap all the time. And people, oh, Canton this, Canton that, whatever, blah, blah. And there's some nonsense that happens in Canton. But there's a lot of good positive stuff that happens in Canton. And there's a lot of positive things going on here downtown that really, you know, can draw yeah. people downtown, you know, to come out and eat. They just had a new restaurant open up over here. Um, was it Menage or whatever? I think it's about uh, to open Melange. up or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just drove past that. Th- that's, that's stuff, you know, that we need down what here. Kind we of need restaurant more restaurants that? that are going to be opened up, like high-end. Yeah. You know, restaurant. We want people down here, man. We want high-end stuff. We want what kind of, stuff. What kind of restaurant want. is that? It's, um, it's actually, um, I think it's Alexander Pierce. It's a restaurant in Akron. Okay. Um, it's his version of that down here is it's what I heard. right next to uh, it's the old Napoli's. Napoli's. Old yeah. Napoli's. Yeah. Real king. So I saw some pictures online. It, okay. looked, it looked great dumb. inside. So yeah. stuff like that, man. Okay. We need we need we need stuff down here. We need people to come out and support First Fridays. We need people to support local artists. Yeah, I'm trying man. to do Give that. Give my man John Peace. Please do album. Yeah. Come on, anything. Man. Buy come a T-shirt. On, do anything. Just last week, we just uh, we all walked to uh, the city for the most part and everything. Yeah, I I don't I don't I don't hang out down here. We went to Milestone, and yeah, yeah. we went to we walked from here over to Milestone, and I Shout saw the milestone. storefronts and everything that I've never even walked yeah. into, never yeah, seen. Yeah, man, them. there's a lot going so, on down here. Yeah, don't, I'm definitely making it a point to to get down here some more. Catch an Uber. Come down, man. Kick it's not down. it's not that crazy down here. Oh, I'm gonna get a bird scooter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get a bird. Man, listen. Um, prices, man. What a what a great episode. Like this is exactly how I visualized it to be. Once again, be Cleasy. Thank you thank so you. much for thank being a guest gentlemen. on the thank show, bro. Thank, thank you. I'm gonna get up for this one. I appreciate you. Yeah, I'm gonna get up for that. Listen, one. <laughs> this episode was dope. Um, Thanks for finally getting me in. Again. 
financial tips. Hit up my man B Cleasy. Do your research for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mental health. Hit up my man B Cleasy. Hit or up you the just same some R&B. Yeah. Buju Bantan right here. He's doing, he doing karaoke <laughs> covers for you. I'll sing some men at large to you all day. <laughs> <laughs> he will do it. He will do it too. Because Brian, uh, fun fact, if you listen to my album, Say What You Mean, and that, which is the uh, theme oh, song of this, yes. Brian's on my album, y'all. If he, if he listens to where he says, I wear my stride shirts at night. That's so. your boy. <laughs> That's Be Cleasy. So Be Cleasy is on the album. But um, again, episode 59, Finance for Dummies. Thank you, man, for coming on here talking about what you're Thank talking you, about. Gentlemen. Heidi just walked Heidi's in. Back Hello, in the Heidi. What's up, Heidi? Yeah, Heidi's in here. She just bows, so I know y'all can't hear that or see that, but uh She working on some pretty cool shit. Working on some pretty yeah, cool her things, are dope. man. So listen, Jean P the MC, episode fifty-nine, be cleasy, seaweeds. We out of here, man. We're gonna see y'all next week on the next episode. We're gonna have my guy Marcus Martin. We got a new other interview. We just yeah. we all booked up, baby. It's we hard all, being up. We all booked <laughs> it's up. It's hard being man. up. We uh, it's hard being up out here. It's lonely at the top. All this shrimp and nobody to share with. That's right. <laughs> go go Canton Invaders. You're on top, man. Shout out to Canton Invaders. This is John P the MC. See, see you, Kia. Kia. Let's go, Kia. Peace, y'all. Peace. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the three three yo. Where them boys don't play. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the 330. Where them boys don't play. From the northwest to the northeast. Say my name once and they know it's me. Southeast to the southwest. No arguments. Yeah, I got next, John P. One, two. Let me talk my shit again real quick. Uh, I will not settle for these words.